I'm gonna make you do this first part by praying. Now take it up, 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 take it up. You're just speaking and you're letting him speak through you. Three, go! Kilaya shoko tara yekerem, kore mana yetere para yekerem. Kelera shokoro mana yekerem, kare para yekerem, para yekerem. So we're going to begin, begin to thank God, begin to thank God for your life, begin to thank him for everything that he has done, amen, continue to thank him, Father we thank you, we worship you, we honor you, we glorify your holy name, you are exalted, oh Lord, be thou glorified, Father we thank you, you are awesome. All right, stop. All right. Spiritual gifts. All right. In particular, the gift of tongues. First thing first, scriptures teach that there are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to each believer in the body of Christ. All right. But before we even get into all of that, you may want to look at the previous video that I made concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that'll kind of get you up to speed a little bit and it will really help you out in trying to understand what we're talking about today, all right? So we're going to have to do some broad strokes on some particular points in order to talk about this gift of tongues in particular. <laughs> you ready? All right, first, gift of tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. All right, and so we're gonna look again, we're still concentrating in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now let's just go directly to the text, verse number 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. Notice, it is the Spirit, right? He works all of these things and the whole context of what we've been talking about is what? The giving of the spiritual gifts to the body of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. But the point he's making in verse number 11 is, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit does all these things. Now here's our key. Distributing to each one individually just as he wills. So what's the point? Spiritual gifts are not determined by the believer. Spiritual gifts do not come at the request of the believer. You cannot pray and ask for a spiritual gift. They are given by the sovereign will of the Holy Spirit. What's the point? In other words, that's why you need to see that previous video. The Spirit has a part that he wants each believer to play in the body of Jesus Christ to help build up the body of Christ. Therefore, what he does, he empowers or he gives certain gifts, that is spiritual gifts to the believer. And he gives those gifts in accordance to the position or to the part that he wants that particular believer to play in the body of Christ. So therefore, for example, if he wants you to be a pastor, he will give you the gift of pastoring and teaching, the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge and understanding, the gift of administration. 
He empowers the Holy Spirit, gives you these gifts because that's the part he wants you to play in the church. So that's our major point that we need to see that the gifts are not decided by what? The believer, which means that you cannot pray for a gift. You cannot ask for a gift. The Holy Spirit makes that determination on what gifts that you would have. All right. And then here's our second point. The gifts are given at the moment of your salvation. Let's just move. And we got to kind of move on a little bit so we can make all of the points, guys. Let's look. Let's move on to verse number 13. Notice what he says. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. Now, what, is, what has he been talking about this whole time? spiritual gifts and so what he means by being baptized into one body that's speaking of the moment of your salvation so what does verse 10, verse 13 teach us it te it tells us that at the moment that we were saved the holy spirit distributed one or more spiritual gifts to us in a, in order <laughs> in accordance to the part that he wanted us to play in the body. What's the point? When you get saved, you get all the spiritual gifts that you're going to get. You, you can't request for any more. You can't pray for any more. No one else can pray for you that you will receive another gift. The Holy Spirit determines what gifts he give you. And therefore, that's the end of that discussion. So, we learned two things so far. Number one, the gifts come from the spirit. Number two, these particular gifts come when you get saved and they do not come thereafter. Now, let's get into this issue about tongues in particular. The gift of tongues. First of all, it's this common misunderstanding about tongues as if it's some type of gibberish. Da -da 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 -da. That's not what tongues is whatsoever. To understand the gifts of tongues, we need to go back and see when it was originally given and exercised in the church, and that was in the book of Acts. So let's let's quickly turn to it. Let's quickly turn to it so we can see how the gift of tongues is exercised. All right. Acts chapter two. We're going to get right on to verse number four. All right. And this is the day of Pentecost. This is when, and, and this is so important to understand it, all right? This is not so much as a time when a whole lot of Gentiles were there. These were Jews because this was one of the great feasts to which the Lord had commanded all Jewish men to be in Jerusalem, to come to Jerusalem to worship at this time. This was the time in which the Lord had promised that the Holy Spirit should come. We refer to it simply as what? The day of Pentecost. Verse number four. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Noted, they are speaking in other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Verse number five. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from under every nation under heaven. Notice, from every nation, they were all Jews. When this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because here is our key. Each one of them was hearing them speak 
in his own language. And let's just skip to verse number eight so we can make the point. They were saying what? How is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? So what's the point? Tongues is a language that is unknown to the speaker. It is not a language that is not known by anyone. In other words, the gift of tongues means that the person to whom the Holy Spirit has given this gift to, he does not know what language he is speaking. However, he is speaking a known language on this earth. It may be French he's speaking, but it's still a language that is known. It is not that's no language. Nowhere. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to ridicule anybody. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But we need to understand these things so that we don't get caught up in confusion. Okay? So it's not gibberish, it's a known tongue. All right. So the net and here's the problem. And this is why Paul wrote this particular thing in first Corinthians. Why? It was one of the most covetous gifts of all. And the set and the sad thing about it, it was the most abused gift. All right. But now let me tell you something else. All gifts are not the same. And I'm going to get, let me get to it right quick. All gifts are not the same. Still in this section dealing with the teaching of tongues. Notice what he says. And God has appointed in the church. I'm at verse number 28. He has appointed in the church. What? Watch the language carefully. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, health administrations, various kinds of tongues. Now, I got to move over. Let's move over to the Greek. That's when... The magic comes because sometimes we, we assume things when we're looking at the English. But actually what he is doing is this. By giving the enumeration, what he is doing is he is setting an order of the gifts. Or let me simply say it this way. An order of importance. Watch what we find out. Look at verse number 28. And, and notice, and hereby, and hereby God has placed... In the church, here's what he says. He says, Proton Apostolos, first apostles. Then he says, Deuteron, which means second. Deuteron Prophetos, second prophets. So notice what he's doing. He's giving an order of importance of the gifts. First apostles, second prophets, third, the third, what is it, teachers, and then, then powers and then uh, works of healings and then helps and then administration then what kinds of tongues notice when we look at verse number 28 tongues is the last of the gifts here is the most spectacular thing of all the gift that is that was in the corinthian church the most coveted gift it was the gift that was the least of all the gifts. So what am I trying to say? Number one, first of all, he already said this. It, I think it was somewhere in verse number 11. I don't have time to go by, but we'll put it up on the screen for you guys. Every individual who is saved 
has at least one gift. Every individual who is saved has at least one gift. But now here's the point that I'm making here. The gift of tongues is often in the Corinthian church. It was the most coveted gift. And when we look at sometimes this charismatic movement that we see in the church today, first of all, if you're saved, you're charismatic. Charismatic simply means to possess a spiritual gift. Let me pause there again. If you are saved, you are charismatic because charismatic means to possess a spiritual gift. And the scriptures teach every person who is saved has at least one spiritual gift. Therefore, all Christians are charismatic. All right. But the point that I'm making is, as it was in the Corinthian church, it the same and I don't want to be too crass about it, guys, but it's the same misunderstanding <laughs> that's taking place today. Everybody wants to speak in tongue, and I think really because it glorifies the speaker. It makes him look as if he's doing something so wonderful. But what does the scriptures teach in verse number 28? Of all the gifts of the spirit, tongues is on the bottom. So, I hate to tell you, but if you have the gift of tongues, you got the bottom. You have the very least of all the gifts. So, And what Paul is trying to teach, and that's the reason why we have all of this long teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then we have this long teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Because why? They were exercising these gifts in pride. They were exercising these gifts not in accordance to build one another up, but to exalt themselves above the other person. And they had misunderstood the gift of tongues and thinking it was the greatest gift of all. And actually, Paul was saying, uh-uh, you guys are wrong. It's the least gift of all, right? Next point. You may have seen in that earlier video that we put up where the preacher pastor or whatever was trying to teach people how to speak in tongue and you see people trying to teach people how to speak in tongue but here's the bottom line tongues is not something that you can teach tongues is a gift from the Holy Spirit therefore the Holy Spirit has to give you the gift if the Holy Spirit did not give you the gift you will not be able to speak in tongues remember what we said that the Holy Spirit gives you these gifts in accordance to what? Not your will, his will. So therefore, everybody would not have the gift of tongues. Therefore, guess what? You can't teach people how to speak in tongues because it's a gift from the Spirit. They're just babbling and making stuff up. And probably the person that's trying to teach you is making stuff up. But let's go to the scripture very quickly because I know I'm out of time. Look at verse number 29. And guys, if you don't mind, let me just go on to the Greek so I can show you what he is saying. Notice he says, May Pontes Apostola, not all are apostles, are they? Now here's the point. Here's the point. And I just want to drive it home. It's the word may. May is a negative Greek part. Don't get too uptight about the Greek, but you've got to see it. It's a negative Greek particle. That simply means, it. negative means no. 
Now, there is another Greek particle that he could have used, which would have been ooh, but he didn't use ooh, he said may. Now, what's the big difference, Eric? Because he said may, it's the negative particle that assumes a negative answer. So when he says, may Pontius are all apostles? That means he automatically assumed the answer would be what? No, because he used that particle may. So all are not apostles, are there? The answer is what? No, all are not prophets, are they? May Pontius profite? No. May Pontius didascalor? No. May Pontius do Are all workers of miracles? Verse number 30. Are all what? Uh, charismatic uh, workers of miracles, workers of healings? Are all what? And here's the final point in verse number 30. Do all what speak with tongues? That's our point. Do all speak with tongues? May Pontius glosas? Lalusan? The answer is no. So therefore, it is ridiculous and useless to try to teach a person to speak with tongues. Why? Because all don't speak with tongues. If the Holy Spirit hadn't given you the gift, you will never speak in tongues. <laughs> all right. Let me just simply wrap it up with here because this video has gone far too long. Paul's final point. Let's leave with this final point. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's leave with a final edifying point. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 18. As Paul began to give instructions on how to uh, operate the gift of tongues in the church, and, and notice he had to give instructions on how this gift should be operated. And in giving those instructions, actually he limited the usage of tongues notice he said the only time that you should speak in tongues is in the presence of an interpreter in the absence of a person who does not have the gift of interpretation whoever it is speaking in tongue sit down and hold your peace don't speak at all and disturb the church and then he said if there is a person who speaks in tongue notice he said, only do it by two or three at the most and even do it in an orderly fashion. But then the bottom line, Paul, and here's the point. Now, he's not trying to take away from the issue of the, the gift of speaking in tongue. But what he's trying to do is saying tongue, since it is the least of all the gifts, Paul himself says, hey, I speak in tongue more than you all. So let's go to that point very quickly because I'm babbling. He says, verse number 18, I thank God, what? I speak in tongues more than you all. However, here is our mindset that we should have concerning tongues and its exercise. Finish it, Paul. However, in the church, what? In the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also, rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. <laughs> Notice what he said again. I would rather speak one, two, three, four, five. Sit down. Then to go on and on and on with trying to speak in tongues. Notice, brethren, do not be children. Don't be as immature babes in your thinking. Yet when it comes to doing evil, what? Be infants. But in your thinking, be mature. 
in your thinking, let us all be men. Tongues, oh, it is the least of all gifts. If we desire anything, let us desire the exercising of the greater gifts. All right, God. Hope I didn't make anybody too bad, but I'm glad you could join me. Anyway, if you haven't subscribed, now would be a good time to do so. And if you'd like to leave any comments, you know what to do. Leave them at the bottom. All right, guys. See you next time.